Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Once again, welcome to the Explaining History podcast. And uh, as you'll know, if you've been listening to the podcast recently, I've been focusing a heck of a lot on that fateful period uh, of 1940 and the the summer in which the fates of Great Britain uh, and much of the rest of the combatant powers are decided. And the argument that I'm, I'm very much a proponent of, as set forward by both Ian Kershaw and in his book, um, The Third Reich at War, uh, Richard J. Evans, is that the period um, of the summer of 1940 to the summer of 1941 really decides the outcome of the rest of the war, uh, based around the decisions that uh, Hitler and a a number of other uh, wartime leaders make. And the point that Ian Kershaw makes very convincingly in his book, Fateful Decisions, um, is that by 1941, the way in which the, the war had unfolded um, explains things like Hitler's decision to declare war on the United States. And it also gives us an explanation for the way in which the Holocaust unfolds as it does. Following the fall of France in the summer of 1940, it would be convenient and misleading for us to assume that Hitler had an easy path to victory, and that he was not beset by strategic dilemmas. For example, he was advised by the chiefs of the Wehrmacht and the uh, Luftwaffe, the Kriegsmarine, not Luftwaffe because that's Goering and his advice needs to be accepted with extreme caution, but the Luftwaffe and the Kriegsmarine, to focus um, the uh, German military's energies on North Africa and the Mediterranean. This would provide an easy victory over Great Britain, it was believed. The uh, possibility of uh, a defeat of Great Britain in Egypt and the overrunning of the Suez Canal and perhaps perhaps even the uh, Palestine Mandate would have dealt an almost impossible to recover from blow to Churchill's prestige following Dunkirk. As it happens, the British achieved stunning victories over the Italians in North Africa following Mussolini's poorly thought-through attempts to seize Egypt in 1940. 
Hitler, however, had a long-standing ideological and racial view of the overall strategy once France and Britain had been defeated in the West. And that was obviously to claim Lebensraum, to conquer the Soviet Union and build a German empire there. However, it wasn't simply um, a matter of Hitler's own demands and desires which dictated the timescale. It was the fact that the Soviet Union, once fully mobilised, Hitler was well aware, would be an unstoppable juggernaut. And that Stalin, before he was able to build up his defences, uh, needed to be very swiftly defeated. Hitler was also aware that it was a matter of time before America entered the war. Um, as you can probably uh, have gathered in previous podcasts that I've done about Roosevelt's uh, intentions in 1939 and 1940, he was giving out clear and unambiguous signals as to which side in the conflict he favoured. And the, Hitler was uh, aware, as with the First World War, that a build-up of American forces in Europe would provide, um, would again uh, create a steamroller that Germany would not be able to withstand. Hitler, in his views of Lebensraum, looked back to the Treaty of Brest-Litovsk, um, which seized in 1918 huge grain um, harvesting areas uh, from the from Russian Empire, principally the Ukraine, but also the, the Baltic states. And this was a blueprint, really, for um, the response to the growth of American power. In 1918, the German Empire was acutely aware that it would need uh, almost limitless resources of um, material and manpower from an occupied uh, Russia and Eastern Europe in order con to contend with the rising world power of the United States. And Lebensraum represented something quite similar to Hitler. At first, the whole point of Lebensraum uh, living space was in order to maintain German standards of living to live as well as an American, as the, the phrase went, um, and to make sure that the German army was well supplied with food um, as, as it marched as well. But the prospect of war with America speeded up this timetable and made a conquest of the Soviet Union much, much more important and much, much more urgent a task. The decision in mid-May to reject the possibility of Italian um, mediation with Hitler um, by Churchill was one that, um, again, shapes the future direction of the war. Churchill said to the cabinet, Signor Mussolini, if he came in as mediator, would take his whack out of us. It was impossible to imagine that Herr Hitler would be so foolish as to let us continue our rearmament. In effect, his terms would put us completely at his mercy. We should get no worse terms if we went on fighting, even if we were beaten, than are open to us now. The idea that Churchill put to the cabinet was that Britain would effectively become uh, enslaved to Nazi Germany, would become a vassal state to the new Nazi empire, there would be uh, no choice but to end parliamentary democracy and to place a fascist leader in 10 Downing Street, i.e. Sir Oswald Mosley. 
the uh, abdication of George VI would no doubt follow, and the new king, Edward VIII, would be returned from his sojourn in the Bahamas uh, to run the country. It is interesting to speculate what would have happened if the chief of Pisa, Lord Halifax, had managed to win the day. Um, Lord Halifax's defeat, suggests in Kershaw, prevented not the uh, ascension to um, 10 Downing Street of Oswald Mosley, a widely despised politician, but actually, um, possibly, David Lloyd George. So here we do go into the realms of counterfactual speculation, and, you know, forgive me for that one, I'm not a massive fan of the counterfactual, but it's an interesting little thought process, periodically. Ian Kershaw suggests that Lloyd George might have been the contender to replace um, Churchill, who would no doubt have been dismissed, and that Churchill would have gone somewhere like Canada. Lloyd George had previously met Hitler and had actually announced his uh, admiration for Hitler. He looked at what Hitler uh, ostensibly had done to restore German national pride, and when Hitler greeted him and said, oh, here is the man who defeated Germany, um, there was something of a, uh, a mutual um, admiration there. The government that would have emerged would have been, perhaps, without its initially, without its fascist leanings, though it's difficult to believe that 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 situation would have maintained itself, and would have been something rather similar um, in emphasis to the Vichy government in France, that was also headed by a a sort of a monolithic figure of the First World War, uh, Philippe Pétain. Whether a British government in exile would have received aid from America is debatable, perhaps not. Instead, the uh, decision by the British to come to terms with Germany um, would have ensured that either the British Empire would have been swiftly dismembered and parceled up to Hitler's allies, or there would have been British colonies and dominions who would have declared independence from a new fascist Great Britain and would have gravitated into an American sphere or have proclaimed themselves neutral or even possibly as allied combatants against a a group of fascist European powers. I think the thing to remember with this sort of speculation is not enormously helpful um, because obviously these things didn't happen but they were in possibilities that were entertained at the time for what might have happened, and therefore they helped guide us um, to understand the thinking processes of politicians at the time. The decision to invade the Soviet Union is made in the summer and the autumn of 1940, uh, when it looks as if the British are not going to collapse during the Battle of Britain. Then Hitler asks his service chiefs to draw up plans for the invasion of the Soviet Union. He was actually considering invading the Soviet Union in late autumn. Um, Something uh, so preposterous uh, and ludicrous an idea um, when you consider the weather conditions in Russia at that period of time 
the uh, lack of preparation and the lack of men and material to actually can uh, carry out the task. The only conclusion you can logically come to is that Hitler had become carried away with his own success. He had begun to believe his own myth and like all gamblers had started to assume that he couldn't lose. I always have argued to students that the transition from Hitler as cautious dictator in the mid-1930s to Hitler as gambler by the early 1940s is, is really um, one of the processes that ends in his downfall. By this time, the acquisition of Middle Eastern oil fields and the ability to perhaps even cut up through uh, Central Asia, through Persia, uh, would have helped Hitler immensely. It might possibly have put back the timescale of the invasion, but it would certainly have made it far more likely that Hitler's, um, Hitler's forces could have advanced uh, more quickly and more effectively than they did do. One of the complicating factors surrounding Barbarossa is Mussolini. Uh, Mussolini's decision in the summer of 1940 to throw his lot in with Hitler, assuming that the Allied powers were on the ropes and that a victory would be swift, um, was of very little use. The reality was that the various campaigns that Mussolini had fought throughout the 1930s in Abyssinia and in Spain had economically exhausted uh, his military budget and had uh, left um, the army and navy in bad need of repair um, and this meant that uh, despite Mussolini's large um, manpower in terms of land forces he's actually not an enormously useful ally. Mussolini was um, angered by the rather pitiful gains that uh, he makes uh, as a result of his uh, intervention and the uh, raft of demands he makes for territory in uh, Europe and North Africa are not realised. And so for that reason, in 1940, he decides to uh, invade Greece in October of that year. Um, the decision to invade Greece and to become involved in North Africa draw Hitler into Mussolini's fights. Why is this? Well, because if Mussolini loses in Greece and uh, North Africa, then a, a more emboldened Britain um, has territory, will have territories all the way up the North African coast, um, or perhaps even uh, into uh, Vichy-controlled Algeria. And then you'll also have a British foothold in Greece in the Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Alkins. So if Mussolini starts um, a fight that he cannot. Uh, continue or ineptly makes a mess of, Hitler doesn't just leap in out of loyalty, he leaps in out of strategic necessity. One of Hitler's excuses was that the decision to divert forces into Greece and the Balkans in um, the spring of 1941 had put back the date of Barbarossa. He argued later, this was uh, uh, wise after the event, that um, had Barbarossa been commenced earlier, then the Red Army would have been won, uh, defeated before the Rapustitsa, the um, rainstorms and flooding of the early autumn. This view has been largely debunked now. Um, the fact of the matter is that the invasion of the Soviet Union began to go wrong within the first eight weeks of fighting there were large numbers of Soviet troops encircled, captured and killed. But the ability of the Soviets to produce fresh divisions and the uh, inability of the Germans to deliver a complete knockout blow to the Soviet military meant that the swift war that Hitler had anticipated would drag on into a war of attrition. And the war, a war of attrition is not a kind of conflict that Germany can win because of the question of resources. Responsibility for the scale of the disaster obviously lies with Stalin. The uh, ignoring of warnings, um, the centralisation of decision-making anyway that put the ability to discount uh, enemy and uh, allied intelligence suggesting an invasion was the result of Stalin's own actions. The purges that had uh, decapitated the Red Army, that had destroyed its command system from field marshals all the way down to divisional commanders and even uh, regimental commanders, led to crippling inertia at a time when action needed to be taken very swiftly. Uh, there were officers who were terrified of making any kind of decision, not so much because of the oncoming German attack, but because what might happen to them at the hands of the NKVD. Having witnessed the arrest of commanding officers previously, they waited for instructions, centralised instructions and decision-making to occur, which obviously never did. The difference between that and the Wehrmacht, where the principle of Auftrag's tactic had not been completely throttled out of the army by 1941, and divisional commanders on the ground were still able to make decisions, um, is quite stark. Throughout the war, this situation reverses. 
as Stalin, after um, Stalingrad, suddenly decides that it is probably better for him to take a step back from decision-making and to allow his men to make uh, military judgments and to allow flexibility on the ground. A sort of um, quasi-military democratisation, which he definitely stamps out after the war. Hitler, throughout the uh, period 1941 to 1944, becomes progressively more and more a micromanager um, dictating to the letter how he wants uh, divisions and armies to move. As he progressively destroys the power of the German general staff, perhaps the most successful military decision-making body that the world has ever produced. There's often speculation that the uh, invasion in 1941 of the Soviet Union preempted the possibility of a Soviet attack uh, against Germany and Central Europe. Field Marshal Zhukov, who uh, was one of the principal masterminds of Soviet victory and who drafted a plan to uh, invade Germany as a, a preemptive attack, uh, said that probably the damage done to the Red Army as a result of the purges would have made it highly unlikely that the invasion would have succeeded anyway. Stalin was desperate not to provoke the Germans, um, well aware of how weak his forces were, and saw the entire uh, period 40-41 as a, a game of time, um, and the fall of France dismayed Stalin uh, beyond imagining. He assumed that the German army and the French army would become bogged down as they had been in the First World War and would spend two to three years fighting on the Western Front. When Fra France collapses in the summer of 1940, Stalin is reputed to have said, could they not have held out for six months? And at the post-war peace conferences, Stalin was determined not to allow the French any concessions, believing that they should be roundly punished for their weakness and collaboration in the summer of 1940. Stalin, of course, approached the question of Germany from a Marxist perspective. He assumed that the uh, figure of Hitler was a, uh, just a, a preposterous cipher for the machinations of monopoly capitalism. Uh, Nazism to Stalin and its uh, anti-Semitic obsessions were not the real story. In his eyes, the capitalists behind the Nazis were the people who were pulling the strings. The reality is that the relationship between Nazism and the uh, monopolies and cartels of Germany is actually quite a strained one. The reason that Hitler, that Stalin thought um, Hitler could be appeased uh, was because if you offered the resources that German capital wanted, and in the two agreements signed in uh, 1939 and 1940, or trade agreements with Nazi Germany, um, Stalin offers all sorts of um, goodies from oil to manganese to iron ore at a knockdown rate. Um, and this was designed to impress upon German capital how important it was to keep the Soviet Union as a good friend. It's easier for to simply have cheap resources uh, on tap from the Soviet Union than to have to fight a war to invade it. To Stalin, 
these concepts such as Lebensraum were a kind of a, a fiction and a nonsense, but they turned out to be all too real. When Roosevelt's um, undeclared war on Germany began during 1941, um, as a result of the um, shooting war that emerges in the Atlantic between uh, US escorts and German um, U-boats, it starts the clock ticking for an official declaration of war between Germany and America. Hitler declares war on the 11th of December 1941, um, Lendlease had already convinced Hitler that the war was um, going to happen anyway, and the fact that um, the USA was including the Soviet Union, not just Great Britain, in the Lendlease program made it all the more important. The decision by the US to protect uh, shipping, um, American shipping to Britain and British shipping uh, along the way meant that the one credible um, attempt to destroy Britain that would most likely work, the Battle of the Atlantic, now faced a, an, an insuperable uh, dilemma, an insuperable problem. Churchill said that the Battle of the Atlantic was the only real thing during the war that really scared him, and that had Britain lost that, it would have been all over. Hitler decides to wait until Pearl Harbour, which he described as a deliverance. He said that it was impossible now that Germany could lose the war, because on Germany's side was a nation that had not been defeated in a thousand years. It was a romantic logic, but one that turned out not to hold up particularly well. Hitler assumed that America would not be able to or willing to fight a war on two fronts simultaneously, that the Japanese would hold the Americans down in the Pacific for many years until Germany had won the war in Europe, and then um, the, there would be some sort of reckoning with uh, America. It might even be possibly too difficult for America to in invade Europe. The other decision that is determined in part by uh, geopolitical and strategic realities is the final solution. The Holocaust itself um, had been ongoing since 1939. But the final solution was the decision to expand the scope to all of Europe's Jews and to uh, annihilate them in a short period of time using killing sites uh, that would be uh, specially designed, i.e. Auschwitz-Birkenau and the Reinhard Action Camps, and, the, and incorporating uh, Europe's collaborationist governments and the railway network to um, move them to uh, points of extermination. Ian Kershaw says that there was no decision that could be traced to a single order on a specific day. More realistically, there is a period of time uh, where there is an intensity, where the frequency of uh, orders increases dramatically. By 1941, Hitler is not saying anything explicitly, or he's not writing anything down and signing anything, but he is delegating to Himmler um, wide-reaching powers, sufficient powers to carry out uh, uh, killing actions like the Holocaust, and uh, ordering him to pacify all newly conquered territories, killing all Soviet political commissars and Jews who posed a security threat, to which Himmler um, extrapolated from that, that that meant all Jews. Hitler was well informed by the actions of Einsatzgruppen killers from August 1941 onwards, 
And in October 1941, Nazi authorities in Eastern Europe uh, began to round up and deport Jews from Berlin, Prague and Vienna and other capitals that came under German occupation. Um, this led to ghettoization, um, in which large numbers of Poles and East European Jews had already been incarcerated. And the concentration of individuals into ghettoized spaces meant that the instances of starvation and disease began to skyrocket, and the ghettos themselves become mass killing sites. This process and the Einsatzgruppen um, killings in Russia present logistical problems in terms of the levels of mass killing and this produces the decision by Himmler to begin experimenting with gas. Um, firstly using mobile gas fans and then the beginning of uh, facilities uh, starting with Belzec in November 1941. And the coordination of all these uh, pr practices of genocide and policies of genocide to roll it out to one uh, uniform idea across the continent. Um, they, they are coordinated at the Vansay Conference in January 1942, um, which had been it's meant to happen in November 1941, but was postponed for two months because of Hitler's decision to declare war on America. Okay, so I hope you found that useful, and it was a kind of an exploration of a number of themes um, that we've been looking at in depth recently. There's a lot of stuff that I've talked about here that you can find in greater depth throughout the podcast. Um, if you found it useful, and do please give us a good thumbs up on the uh, Explaining History iTunes page. You can find that on iTunes, amazingly. And um, check out our Patreon page as well. Um, if you can give us a donation, that would be great if we received. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.